Next on BYU Sports Nation, spring football hiatus. BYU quarterback Zach Wilson in a sling and won't throw in spring practice. What does that mean for the 2019 season? And how does his injury impact the Cougars as spring ball approaches? Plus, BYU basketball assistant head coach Tim Lacombe joins us live. And viva Mexico for BYU softball. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Tuesday, February 5th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton teamed up with School of Rock Vice Principal Jerem Jordan. I do love that movie. Uh, you and I went to a concert last night. We partied so hard. Uh, Guster is the name of the band. Can you party hard at Guster? No, but uh, <laughs> it was hard to find anyone under 30 at that. Uh, yeah. So it, it was fun. It was fun. We saw a few people we knew, and that was great. And This is it, becoming a common theme with the can't really find anybody under 30 when we go to a concert. The concerts we go to. Yes. Let's see. The, we've been to a couple. Uh, Jimmy World. Uh-huh. Did we go to another one? I'm trying Smashing to... Pumpkins. Oh, yeah, Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> that one was like, that one was up at the... Uh, the uh... School up north? Yeah, it was their venue. Yes, um, it was. And it was right after BYU played in the NIT a few years ago. So we finished a post-game show, and then we're like, up to uh, Salt Lake, and had a great time with uh, Billy Corgan and the gang. You know? How are we going to change this over-30 rhetoric? Like, what well, band, what, what youthful band that everybody knows? Would 21 we, Pilots. Okay, 21 Pilots, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I, I, I do want to see them. They're so expensive, though. 21 Pilots, it's like crazy. I'm like, what? Does Coldplay count as a band that brings no. in fans under 30 now? Eee, probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Well, well here's the thing. I, I mostly go, I go to a lot of concerts. I love concerts, but not as many as our, uh, our boss, but... Um, I am going to all these bands that I really liked in high school and early BYU. So now I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah, anyway. 311. Yeah. Oh, 311 was great over the summer. Blink 182. I haven't seen Third them. Eye Blind. I haven't seen them in concert. Not a big fan of Third Eye Blind. But okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I don't like a ton of bands that, yeah, like the uh, BYU. It is now BYU our challenge. Like, it is now our challenge to find bands that under 30s like that we would still go to that concert together well i'm okay with not going to it. here's the advantage and we got to move on but um it's cheaper now because no one cares <laughs> like it's at these smaller venues it's not a vivant you know yes you and know we I can mean? afford it yeah and, exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right you can all afford today's show lineup because it's free byu basketball assistant head coach tim lacombe joins us in 15 minutes is what gavin baxter did on saturday night 25 points 10 rebounds in his first ever start Sustainable? I mean, even partially? Lauren McLean goes between the lines with Juddy Vlog, Jerem. Yes, really. You won't want to miss that with the BYU women's basketball head coach in about 30 minutes. And we head south of the border with BYU softball head coach Gordon Eakin. He's in Puerto Vallarta to start the season. Wish I was there, man. Great location, really difficult schedule. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU quarterback Zach Wilson not expected to throw the football during spring practices. Wilson had shoulder surgery to correct the condition he had back in high school. Huh? Played this season despite those limitations from injury. 18 for 18 was pretty good. 
Wilson expected to participate on the field, be in meetings and in huddles during spring ball, but again, will not throw. Much more on this coming up. Sione Takitaki is a projected fourth-round pick to the L.A. Chargers, according to Matt Miller of Bleacher Report. The NFL draft is April 25th through the 27th. Shannon Evans named the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference Gymnast of the Week after scoring a career-best 39.475 in the all-around in a tri-meet against Cal and Arizona State. She's pacing for another All-American nomination. Evans scored a 9.925 on vault, also earned vault specialist of the week. She has earned at least one MRGC award in all four weeks of competition this season. That's good. And men's volleyball drops four spots to number seven after being swept twice at UC Santa Barbara. Anything out of the top five is like, wait, what? Cougars play two more tough matches, opening conference play this week at Pepperdine, who's number five Wednesday, and at number four, UCLA, the rival on Saturday. Huge week. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. QB1 is QB done for now. From Dick Harmon's story in the Deseret News on BYU quarterback Zach Wilson looking into his injury and the sling he was wearing when he addressed the Marriott Center crowd on Saturday night. And I quote, While no timeline has been announced as to when Wilson will be able to throw, a source familiar with the Wilson case said it could be late spring, May or June, but at that time he will be throwing the ball harder and with more velocity than he did in setting a BYU bowl record for accuracy in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl in December when he completed a perfect 18 for 18 of his passes. He continues, Wilson's shoulder surgery corrected a condition he had back in high school. He played this season despite the limitations of that injury, which is impressive considering he had a pass efficiency rating of 157.2. That's good. Ranked among the best by a BYU freshman or veteran ever for a season. Wilson completed 65.9% of his passes for 1,578 yards playing with an injury, said the source. That is impressive. End quote. All right, Jerem, now that we know a little bit more about Zach Wilson's situation, he had surgery, he's out apparently through May, maybe June, how much does this story increase the legend of Zach Wilson? The legend? Uh, in regards to his 18 for 18, absolutely. Yeah, and he was impressive as a freshman. He was a freshman All-American type, but he was really good uh, given, you know, BYU coming off 4-9 and then kind of dropping a couple after going 3-1, and being 3-3. Three and three. He was the spark that BYU football needed. He became the face of the program. He is the face of the program. And any time you have a quarterback that you feel could be the best player in the game and be the better quarterback on the other side, you've got a chance in that game. So it gives you hope. And the fact that he was playing with a pre-existing injury reportedly is pretty wild because he looked like he wasn't hurt. He looked good. He ran fluidly. He threw deep. He, he has a great throwing motion. Sure, the legend of Zach Wilson, the legend is that he went 18 for 18 in a game. That's the legend right now. If he beats Utah in the opening game, now the legend is something real. When I first heard about the injury, my immediate thought was, Wait a second. He went 18 for 18 with an injury that required surgery? So, yes, the legend of that game individually grows, but he's so young into his BYU career that we got to allow this thing time to grow. Yeah, I wouldn't use the word legend quite yet. You know, 7-6 and six season as for BYU. He went 4-3 and three as a start. Yeah, legend is later. This kid could be a legend when all is said and done. We'll see. He's young. He's 19. 
a record-breaking performance in his last game helps the cause. And some people say, yeah, but it was Western Michigan, Spencer. I don't care who the opponent is. BYU hasn't done it against lesser competition than Western Michigan. How come other quarterbacks against lesser competition in bowl games haven't done something similar? It is so rare what he pulled off. And with an injury, yes, really impressive. So legendary in and of that singular game. But in terms of his career, man, we're just getting started. So let's not put that legend status on him just yet. No one is. It was just our question. For sure. Now that we know Zach Wilson won't be throwing in spring ball, but participating, how does this impact BYU spring football? Well, it makes you wonder who in the world is going to play quarterback for BYU now if Zach Wilson is not going to be able to throw the ball in 7-on-7 and 11-on-11 drills as the first quarterback. So, if not Zach, then who? Here's Jeff Grimes on a potential replacement who's going to be playing baseball. I think we're, we're st- we'll still see him most, if not all, the spring practice. I've been around that before, where you had a guy that played football in another sport. If a guy is good enough to help another team, then then you uh, manage it the best you can. But know that that spring ball is important, um, particularly for a young young guy plays quarterback. Now wait a second. Th- that's he's Jaren. referencing Jaron Hall. And, and the question was about yeah managing both. How will that work from yesterday? So Jaron Hall now is the guy in line to take the primary snaps as the BYU quarterback, which the incumbent backup brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU spring football will feature quarterbacks who had exactly zero passing attempts in the entire 2018 season. Jaron Hall never threw the ball, and then Joe Critchlow never played. So there you go. Here's, and, and here's another uh, quote from Dick Harmon's article about Jaron Hall. This is from Kalen Hall. So remember, we talked to Kalani Stocky on the set about how's that going to work. And it sounded like Jaron would miss some spring ball while he was playing football, but he wouldn't miss all of spring ball, right? And I expressed concern. I don't like the idea of the backup quarterback missing a single practice, even if he is good at baseball, because he's one play away, right? He's got to be engaged, especially a redshirt freshman like Jaron, who redshirted last year. From Kalen Hall in the article, Jaron is an exceptionally gifted baseball player, said his father, Kalen Hall, but he is a football player first and foremost, and he will not be missing any spring football. His major involvement in baseball will be after spring football is over. That is when he will give it more of his time. That's at the end of March, Okay, so now that you hear that, now that you hear that, is any of your concern alleviated? No, because he'll be in every practice. No, 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 no. And he's the number one. Is your concern alleviated is what I asked you. You're saying it is, right? Yeah, because he's not missing any. So, yeah, there's no concern because he's not missing. Okay. Jaron Hall will be the guy, according to Jeff Grimes, while Zach Wilson is recovering from surgery. Well, he doesn't. He didn't anoint him number one. We just asked him about the balance between baseball and football. To okay, be fair. So Joe Critchlow probably goes in thinking, "Oh, I can compete for the backup spot." Sure. What needs to happen for Jaron Hall to be able to succeed in both sports? Because he plays one and then he goes to the other. He he's on a football scholarship, so he's got it. He's not on a split. Like there's a hierarchy, and if you're on a football, you can't. You're on a football scholarship, so he's got to devote his time. Plus, I'm telling you, he's one play away. He's got to be ready. This is the perfect opportunity, by the way, for Jaron Hall to develop more. He's going to be a better QB than he would have been ah, because yes. Zach's hurt. Okay, yes, that. 
And is there any way that playing multiple sports and being in the limelight in multiple sports helps Jaron Hall progress it could, mentally? But it, it takes a special player to balance all of that. Good luck to anything else you want to do. Because you're, it's hard enough to play one D1 sport, let alone two. BYU well. football signed Jaron Hall a few years back on National Signing Day. An exciting get for the Cougars as you look at now what they have in the quarterback room. One year ago, they stunned everyone and pulled in Zach Wilson, Jerem. Well, they mainly stunned Boise State, but yeah. What needs will BYU football address in tomorrow's signing day? There's one position, and they don't, honestly, they don't have to worry about anything else but running back. Running back, okay? You have to replace Squally Canada, Riley Bird, Bradenell Bakery. BYU's got to address this, and I would be surprised if they don't address it in some fashion, not only with guys out of high school, but grad transfers. These guys can come in right away and make an impact. So I, I expect BYU to sign multiple running backs tomorrow. Yeah, we addressed this back in December when it was obviously that BYU needed to replace running backs and linebackers. So it seems like they've taken care of a few of the linebackers. Well, running back is an immediate need. Linebackers is a give us some backups, yes, yes. right? The running back need, and we, we've we heard through the pipeline, big, physical, running back, bruising-type guys are what BYU is looking for. Shouldn't be a surprise, given that that's what Jeff Grimes has coached in the SEC for several years before you, he came to BYU. You need all types. You, you really do. And you need a good fullback in this offense. Braden Bakri was a really good fullback, in my opinion. Um, had good hands as well. You have Lopini Katoa. You feel confident about him. But who else is going to be kind of your – who are your horses behind him? Because you lose Squally Cannon, you lose Riley Burt. I really like Tyler Algier. I think he's going to be the number two, maybe even the number one. We'll see. 2,000-yard rusher out of high school. Fontana, California, by the way, which is this weird pipeline for BYU of guys. Jamal Williams, Sione Takitaki, and now this guy named Tyler Algier. So no pressure, Tyler Algier. Yeah. Those two guys are going well, to play or will from, play in the NFL. Devon Blackman was from the same similar Nearby area as well. As well. Yeah. Okay, how do you replace those guys? Do you feel good with two guys coming back? No, you want more depth than that. Sure, because you lost a few other guys too. You forget like a K.J. Hall was going to be in the mix, and I thought he had a chance to be a real nice change of pace guy, good hands out of the backfield on third down and six type of guy. So BYU needs a couple of impact players. This isn't a give us some depth. This is give us a number three running back in uh, this recruiting class. And BYU does have Jackson McChesney, who they could play in slot as a slot receiver, coming back off a of mission. He could be a running back as well. He was a three-star guy that BYU had committed for a long time that is like a uh, – what, what's his bucket from uh, the, the uh, Panthers? Uh, yes, him. Okay. Do you know who I'm talking I'm about? Tra- yes. Yeah, from Stanford. That type of guy. Christian he, McCaffrey. Yes, he's not that good, but he's a type like that. BYU's offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes, says, yeah, running back is a need, but at BYU sometimes the focus is just about what's available. Uh, running back is one, obviously, losing a couple of guys, so we've, we've been spending some time looking at running backs. And then, you know, our recruiting model is a little bit different, so we're always going to take the best players that are, that are a natural fit for BYU, and in some years that may mean a little bit more of one thing than another. Again, the offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes, on needs. Joining BYU Sports Nation yesterday, you can catch that interview in its entirety on demand by downloading the podcast. Our question of the day, speaking of BYU football and the quarterback position, what is your level of concern about Zach Wilson's shoulder? And let's go to at TM Sherbel. 
who asks, how many more days until the Utes? Funny you should ask, my friend. Hit it. Countdown to the Utes. 205. TM Sherbel added the hashtag not worried. Uh, almost under 200, so that's great. Because 200 plus is a long ways away. All right, TM Sherbel with the first response. More from you on the way using the hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, vlogging with Juddy between the lines is in the hole. <laughs> vlogging with Juddy is a thing now. That's hilarious. Oh, well, let's see it before we uh, anoint it. <laughs> Plus, Tim Lacombe, assistant head coach in Studio B for BYU Basketball. Was he surprised in any way, shape, or form by Gavin Baxter's breakout performance in his first start last Saturday night? Can we expect more of the same? It's BYU Sports Nation. More than, like, 25 and 10? What? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight, watch or listen to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on BYU TV and BYU Radio as Coach Rose, Captain Luke Worthington, and Strength and Conditioning Coach Eric Short join Greg Rubel to discuss Cougar Hoops. Reserve your seat. It's free on BYUCougars.com slash Rose Show. Tonight, 8 Eastern, BYU TV, BYU Radio. And there's Greg Rubel. Yes, there is Greg. There's his picture as a 12-year-old. He's joined us on the desk. (laughs) Live from Studio B. Your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play continues. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerome Jordan. You can listen to BYUSN On Demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. You can always watch the show at BYUSN.com. Our question of the day, what's your level of concern about Zach Wilson's shoulder? Jerem, at one Cougar underscore fan, says, do the honors. I'm thinking, so we haven't seen his throwing arm at full strength? So that's what's interesting. The one source that talked to Dick Harmon thinks... His arm will be even stronger, and he'll throw even harder, right? Which is pretty crazy. I thought his arm was excellent this year, especially for a kid straight out of high school. This isn't post-mission. This isn't redshirt year. This, he enrolled in January, and we were like, oh, this kid's pretty good. But Tanner Mangum's a senior. And then midway through, we see Zach Wilson. Yeah, 66% passing efficiency rating of over 157, over almost 1,600 passing yards, and then the 18-for-18 performance in the bowl. Yeah, so if he plays the full season, he's a 3,000-plus-yard passer, which BYU hasn't had in a while. Hashtag BYUS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Joining us now in Studio B is a man who is always at full strength, BYU assistant Tim Lacombe. Tim, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. And it was my request to put Greg up here. Um, I think he got those glasses out of the Glory of Vanderbilt collection. Uh, Isn't that the Seinfeld deal? Let's put it it right in the middle so it's prominent. They are unbelievable. I I love that guy, so we've got to go after him a little bit. We love Greg, yeah. Yeah. Tim, I know you're a concert guy, big into music, playing a band. Jeremy and I were talking about off the top of the show. Oh, Guster. Last night. Have you heard of them? No. Oh, okay. okay so I'll introduce you. Yes. We're introducing you now to Guster, okay. but we're noticing a trend of, okay, when we go to concerts together, there's nobody under the age of 30. And so it's like, oh, man, have we entered that stage of our Well, of our if you lives? go to the ones I go to, which are 80s metal bands, it's, there's nobody under the age of 60. So <laughs> I'm kinda, Could be worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it is crazy. But they, everybody has a good time, so it's good. Yeah, that, that's, that's the thing. Everyone's there because they know all the songs. That's right. Which, yeah, it's like the hardcore people. Yep. You know? Okay, if you were to suggest one 80s metal band to go see that you absolutely would tell any person any age to go see, who would it be? I think the any person, any age, obviously, family show, Def Leppard. Def Leppard. Yeah. Family show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there is, they're just... Family channel. They're straight down the line. Yeah. I mean, they could run their stuff on, you know, 
on KBYU. They could run a show here in Provo. Um, and I love them. They're great. Def Leppard on BYU TV. Yeah. Uh, Stadium way, of Fire. Hey, good good idea. Let's I go. like it a lot. Is there is there a band or a song that you would use to define the BYU basketball season this year? That's putting you on the spot. Uh, that is putting me on the spot. Um, I, I mean, I think, I don't know if it's song right off the top of my head, but I think that uh, certainly it's been kind of a up and down, you know, uh, rocky up and down year. And, uh, but I think that the guys are really resolved to, to continue to play hard. And I think our, like coach said the other night, I think our best basketball is ahead of us. Um, it was encouraging to get, uh, you know, some, some guys playing really well that we've, we really need to play well. And, um, seeing that the other night was great. Why is it that Things have changed that way mentally. What happened? What switch was flipped? No, I think with um, with if you know you're talking about Gavin Baxter, you know go, coming into the the break. I think that you know Gavin. It's hard to come home from a mission. It's hard to get acclimated into everything. It's hard to uh, you know f- you know understand exactly what our schemes are, what you're trying to do, and you need you do need to understand that before you can go out there and be really effective because otherwise you're thinking all the time. And uh, I think Gavin's gotten to a point where now he, he really kind of understands everything, most everything, and he's, uh, instead of thinking, he's just reacting and playing. Um, and, and Nick, too. I mean, Nick's been off for a year, and, uh, and Nick came back, and it looked like, you know, Nick of 2017. And, um, and he's, both guys have worked hard, as all our guys are working really hard. We haven't literally have not had bad practices all year long. Um, but it's just a matter of, I think, everything clicking and everybody clicking together. And I think we'll see that with Connor Harding at some point as well, kind of that post-mission, like, he's, he's been starting, he's been good, but yeah. kind of who he really is. Yeah, exactly. And, and it, at this point, I mean, we've played 24 games. Um, you know, his, that's about as many games as he's played in a season, um, you know, in high school and such. So it, it does become long, and, and it, it is a grind. But I think you'll see, you know, hopefully continuing from the young guys to get more experience, feel more comfortable, and, and come in and help us. You're privy to all of these things, to practice all of the details that the general public does not see in regard to all of your players and how much they're going to play. Because I know that some people are like, whoa, how if Gavin Baxter went for 25 and 10, well, it took him so long to start. What? Why do you feel like <laughs> Saturday was the right time for Gavin to turn the corner and, and now contribute some more? You know, it's interesting because we've actually had thoughts of of starting him earlier and we've actually talked with Gavin about it um and Gavin actually felt better kind of coming off the bench um but this was a time where we felt like it would be good um their size and athleticism LMU was is very good and they're very tough and physical and it's hard to score on them um and Gavin brings an element to the game that you know, uh, he, he stepped out and made two threes, but all, everything else was kind of a hustle play, putbacks um, or instinctive plays cut into the rims for lobs that, you know, I worked at Utah with Keith Van Horn and he was the only other guy, you know, that I've been around that could go get the, some of those balls. Like the one McKay threw up in the second half was crazy and Gavin just went up and got it. So he's got great natural ability and now with the understanding and the confidence, you know, I, I, I really believe that the sky's the limit. Um, but I think that it will continue to be a process. Um, I don't know that, you know, he yeah, – I would love him to get 25 and 10 every night. Yoli's um, <laughs> like, someone's kind of doing that already. Yeah, but history, <laughs> but history would say that, you know, there's ups and downs in right. everything that you do. Right. 
Uh, Nick Emery, you talked about it. It was great to see him score season high 17, 5 of 5 from 3. Um, what was different for him, especially in that second half? I just think everything kind of came together. You know, Nick and I have actually talked during the season about, you know, this whole journey almost being like climbing a mountain. And as you climb the mountain, the most of the grueling part is the is the ascent. And very rarely do you, you know, once you get to the top of the mountain, it's time to turn around and go home. So you don't get to enjoy that part of it as much. Um, and talked about this whole journey being kind of like climbing the mountain. And, I, you know, I think as a staff, we kept telling him, just keep working hard because he is. He works hard. He tries his best. Um, and things just weren't clicking. But I think Saturday night was a moment where he actually kind of got to stand up on top and look around and say, this is pretty cool. Um, and we, you know, I, we love Nick. We love everything that he brings to our team and um, have all the confidence in the world that he can, he can do what he did the other night a lot. And what was awesome was it wasn't added or just nice what Nick Emery and Gavin Baxter did. It was needed yeah. because this was kind of a different night. Season low, 23 points at halftime. LMU was doing their thing. Yoli Childs and uh, T.J. Haas combined for 12 points. You had to have it. And they gave it, yeah, Gavin Baxter and it, Nick. It was huge, and I think it was the first game that TJ and, and Yoli have been, you know, really kind of silenced, and um, either one of them has kind of brought it and had really good nights. But um, like I said, LMU's really tough, and they have a great plan, and um, they were certainly not going to let those guys have nights. Um, and so it was imperative that we had some other guys step up. And then I think you need to talk about McKay Cannon. Uh, Seven his, assists. Yeah. James Bateman has zero points I know, in the game. Which is, Are you kidding me? I mean, we had a conversation in staff meeting a couple weeks ago talking about the best point guards in the league, and he's in the discussion. Um, I think that that kid is I – mean, Bateman's phenomenal. Um, and I don't know – I would guess that he probably hasn't had a game where he went for zero. Um, and I think part of that is he may, you know, he probably missed a couple shots that he'd make, but – uh, for the most part, I think McKay was on him a lot. Nick was on him a lot. And they, those two guys did a great job. Assistant head coach Tim Lacombe with us on BYU Sports Nation. Nine games into West Coast Conference play. You're in second place by half game all alone. And the tournament format has shifted now that if you are one of the top two seeds, you get a buy into Monday. As you position for March, how much are you thinking about that as opposed to just win the next game? Just win the next game. Well, it's certainly... Uh, it's an advantage and it's certainly something that right now is attainable. So it's something we are thinking about, but in order to do that, you have to win the next game. Um, And I think that with this group and talked about a little bit of the ups and downs, the inconsistencies, I think the most important thing is that we are certainly on the task at hand. Um, I think this is the best, at least since, you know, we, it is, it's the best league we've been in, uh, in the West coast conference from, you know, top to bottom. This season. This in season, the, right. In the, the teams, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, I think yesterday I saw where there's five, six teams close to, I think five teams in the top 100 RPI and just in LMU's at 104. So I think this is the most balanced, the toughest this league's been. So with seven games left, that's an eternity. Um, and really the thing we need to focus on is at Portland Thursday night, going up there and playing well and winning that game. And let's finish with this. Yeah, Portland hasn't won a league game, but they did take Santa Clara to OT and then a, uh, Pacific at home, the, the tough road, and then home on Saturday. Tournament. Yeah, they've got, they've got three legit scores, um, you know, three guys that could really go for 30 any, kind, any night. Um, they were down 10 with a minute six at Santa Clara. And, I mean, I'm watching the film when I got it, um, 
And I'm thinking, wait, this game went to overtime. It, they were down 10 with 106 and ended up tying it and going to overtime. Wow. So they're fighting. They're resilient. They've got really good players, and we've just got to go in and do what we do. All right, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma to go and yes. do what you do. Appreciate it. Go to Voodoo Donuts, enjoy yourself. Hand me that. And that's, then, uh, that's where all the karma resides yeah. right there. <laughs> Inside Rebel. the Greg Rebell picture. <laughs> Love this guy. 12-year-old Greg. Karma transfer complete. Thanks, Greg. Nice glasses, Greg. <laughs> Good thing the uh, fashion doesn't transfer. Today, uh, it's a high of 41 in Provo. So coming up, we head to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, where the BYU softball team is. Head coach Gordon Eakin will join us. It's a good word, good place. Good place to start the season. Yeah, hold it up for the people, Tim. (laughs) Next, what happens when you put a phone in Jeff Judkins' hands and give him the green light to vlog? Yes, it's Juddy Vlog. Lauren McLean has all of the details in between the lines. This is BYU Sports Nation. How do you turn this thing on? After a couple of road losses, the women's basketball team returns to the friendly confines of the Marriott Center Thursday for a big one with St. Mary's. Watch it on BYU TV or the app. It's an early one. It's Kids Day, 1 p.m. Eastern time. This all of a sudden has become a critical, critical game for the BYU women's team after dropping back-to-back road games. BYU in second place, one game back with Gonzaga. All right, with winning in mind, let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, and get to our headlines. BYU quarterback Zach Wilson. As reported at the top of the show and yesterday, not expected to throw the football during spring practices. Wilson had shoulder surgery to correct the condition he had back in high school. He's been living with this for a while. Played this season despite the limitations of said injury. He is expected, however, to participate on the field, be in meetings and in huddles, but will not throw. This information courtesy of Dick Harmon of the Deseret News. Sione Takitaki is a projected fourth-round pick to the L.A. Chargers, according to Matt Miller of Bleacher Report. The NFL draft is April 25th through the 27th. Shannon Evans named the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference Gymnast of the Week after scoring a career-best 39.475 in the all-around during a tri-meet against Cal and Arizona State. Last weekend, Evans scored a 9.925 on vault. With that effort, she earned vault specialist of the week in the MRGC. And in each four weeks of competition this season, she has earned at least one MRGC honor. Men's volleyball drops four spots to number seven after being swept twice at UC Santa Barbara. The Cougars play two more tough matches, opening conference play, or federation play, I should say. At number five, Pepperdine Wednesday, and at number four, UCLA Saturday. If you're new to the program, then we should remind you that women's basketball currently features a couple of stars and vlogging experts, Shaylee Gonzalez and Paisley Johnson, with on YouTube, this is not a joke, have over 17,000 and 30,000 followers respectively. That's pretty good following for a couple of young ladies. So who better to coach up their own coach on how to start his own vlog than those two? And with details on that, we go between the lines with Lauren McLean. How's it going, guys? Oh, it's good. I've been waiting for this for a long time. Picture this. Jeff Judkins <gasps> doing his own vlog. With a selfie so, stick. Oh, my gosh. No, he didn't have a selfie stick. Let's Get him a he selfie stick. He's got, he's got some long arms. That's true. So for those of us who know Jeff Judkins, we know that he could easily be the star of his own sitcom. He's our Bill Walton. He is. He could be the dad on a sitcom. Yes, absolutely. He totally could be. Oh, I want to make that happen so bad. Anyway, with the help of Shaylee and Paisley, the vlog experts, we decided it was time to start documenting Juddy's life, an adventure we call Vlogging with Juddy. So let's go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. (laughs) Shaylee Gonzalez. 
Okay, you two. You've been getting hit up about this a ton lately, but how did you get started in vlogging? So growing up, I just always had a camera in my hand. I always liked taking videos of um, family vacations and team trips. Then I didn't get into vlogging until my senior year of high school. And then I brought it into college, and then I started doing game day vlogs, and, and people really liked that, and then it just like blew up from there. So how do you balance vlogging and basketball and school? How do you balance all that? I vlog on my phone. I don't have any fun, cool, high-tech camera yet. So it's easy to just whip it out if I think it's something that I could use on my channel. Mine is very casual. Well, people are clamoring for your head coach here, Jody, to start his own vlog. So I want you guys to give him some bits of advice on starting his own vlog. We'll start with Shaylee. I think you need to become like comfortable with it. You'll be vlogging and then people will like look at you weird and be like, what are you doing? And you just gotta be comfortable with it. You have to have energy, you can't be lazy. How, how do you guys feel like he'll do? I will watch it. I'll think it's <laughs> yeah. funny. Jody, do you know what a vlog is? Nope. I've never seen one of their vlogs, nothing. <laughs> if you had to come up with some definition of, of what you think it is, what, what would you say? Uh, this is Cheerios I'm eating this morning. Coach Jenkins was really hard on me today. <laughs> or, that's what I think it is, but it probably isn't. What should he say when he starts, first starts his vlog? I, I think you should do your funny laugh, like, <laughs> That one, yes. And it's like, okay. I'm Jeff Jenkins. That's the intro. We're going to just go out in this gym here. They're going to get you started, and then we just want you to do a quick tour of your office. When you vlog, you have to hold it like you know how this is how you usually hold your phone. Mm -hmm. You have to hold it sideways, and then you like press play, and then you start talking. Press the red button. Remember your intro, it's Juddy time. Do you remember that? Okay. You have to say that. Ready? Go. <laughs> it's Juddy time. <laughs> Good job. Now you gotta keep talking. Okay, we're walking around here. Now you can show. Now, oh, now, now, now I'm raising myself up so you can see just my face in the background. <laughs> my job is so enjoyable to be able to come here and, and be able to do this fun logging. Who gets to do that? You know what? Show the gym if you want. Okay, here's the gym. <laughs> nice, yeah. There you go. Those are those are two of the greatest players of all time. Hey, is it is it going? Okay, now. Wait, wait, your fingers in the way. Oh, and okay. hold it up like up here. So yeah, look at that. That's really hard. This is the office. You can see the office. And then there's Jessica. She is over everything in this office. Here we got a, this a, a room here where the girls are getting tutored. Oh, there's Maria and Ash. <laughs> So surprising to see them here studying once in a while. Are you vlogging, Jen? Uh, I'm doing something here that I have no clue we're what I'm doing. We're teaching him how to vlog. Okay, now we're going to my office. You can see I have three pictures up here, my three best teams I ever coached. We'll be up there, right? Yeah, as you look over here, this yeah. is my Boston Celtic jersey. This next picture is something I really treasure. There's only, I think, 60 of these made. It has all the greatest players, the 50 greatest players of all time. Hey, to... Uh, close the day. This is a lot of fun. I hope a lot of you guys got a kick out of what my life is a little bit about. There's no question I'm one of the luckiest guys in the world to be able to do what I do, what I love. And I hope that more people will support us and come watch these girls play. They're awesome. They play hard and they're a lot of fun to coach. 
Same time, same channel next week. See you later. Take care. Bye. Nice. You're natural. Have you done this before? Yeah, you're natural. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny time. time. Jenny time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so good. We need to do some sort of poll of people who think Jetty should continue his vlogging. Oh, is he so, not? What? What? No, we're, we're trying right to now? get him to. Oh. He did a little bit on the road. Not very much. Not enough to show. Yeah, not enough to show. We'll tweet it out though. We'll, yeah. we'll tweet out. We'll tweet out what he, he did on the yeah. <laughs> Oh man, with L- that log, the log. With that next week on Between the Lines, we're gonna do a man on the street to see how much you, the fans, know about BYU sports. Follow us on Twitter at BYU underscore BTL and on Instagram at Between the Lines. I love I, that so much. Yeah, I yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's one of your top three all time. Like, really I feel like we could have watched that forever, for hours. <gasps> well, he's got so many interesting things about his life. He his, does. His horses. Well, that, he, he fact- actually, we didn't have time for that either. I he saw laid your it out. on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. He laid it out. A chef, he said, I got to be a chef, a husband, a rancher, a, rancher. a coach. He's just a funny dude. Yeah, he, he's, he's great. He's fantastic. He's one of the most interesting people that I've ever met. <laughs> he's he's the BYU Dos Equis man. He is. He's our Bill Walton. What would we do without him? I love it. What would we do without him? It. Jenny, awesome. continue your blog. We need part two. Yeah. Yeah. We need we'll part two. Yeah, yeah. If we're he's on the it. schedule, if some, he's super yeah, suspicious, he's, he's not going to want to do it again, though. I know. No, that's great. That was amazing. Yeah, we amazing. had nothing to do with that, Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Lauren. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, guys. Coming up, Sione Taki Taki isn't the only cougar showing up in a mock draft. Jerem, how does a trip to Puerto Vallarta sound, my friend? Costa Maya sounds better. Okay. BYU softball head coach Gordon Eakin will join us from Mexico next as the Bat Cats. Or what? No, no, we came up with a name for them. I'm trying to remember what it was. The softball team. We'll think of it as we go to break. This yeah. is BYU Sports Nation. We'll think. Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow's National Football Signing Day. We have you covered with a two-hour BYU Sports Nation, 12 to 2 Eastern time. Do not miss it. Kalani Sataki and company, the newest Cougars. How will BYU address the running back situation? All the answers come tomorrow, 12 to 2 Eastern, on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. It is regarding QB1 at BYU. What is your level of concern about Zach Wilson's shoulder? I feel like we should have like a DEFCON chart up. Okay, are you at DEFCON 1? And like a you know wire thing that we're like a pointer. We're like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Now keep in mind 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. One is the highest level of DEFCON, like the most concern. Yes, that's why it was up. Right now, I'm, I'm a DEFCON 5, Jerem. Where would you put your concern for Zach Wilson on the DEFCON chart? Uh, DEFCON 28. <laughs> I'm not worried. That's okay. Tyler underscore state and answers on Instagram. If there was a concern, I think the staff would have made it known slash looked for potential transfers. I saw his mom's Instagram story about it a month ago, and he had it. So he seems like he's been at it for a little bit already. There you go. It's 2019. We don't have to wait for this info always, right? Conversation continues 24-7 on social media, hashtag BYUSN. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline from beautiful and, I believe, sunny Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. In Provo, meanwhile, a blizzard ensues outside is Gordon Eakin, the head coach of BYU softball. Coach, hello. How is Mexico? Hola. Hello, and it's um, 
It's there's a blizzard here right now, so you guys are okay. <laughs> yeah, right. How's the weather today? Uh, it's mid eighties and uh, beautiful. So yeah, we we're fortunate to be here. The weather is great, and I by the way, I'm at a DefCon one. I think. Okay, you're at DefCon one. Yes. Yeah, and I don't I don't even know what's going on there. Right <laughs> You're in Puerto Vallarta. This is the least of your concerns. Yeah, it's quarterback Zach Wilson's shoulder. But you you guys have played in this tournament in Puerto Vallarta the last couple of years. When did you connect with this tournament and and uh what is it about starting the season there that entices you? Well, uh about five years ago, the owner of Triple Crown Sports who puts on this tournament here, uh came to me and said, do you think you would be interested in participating in Puerto Vallarta if we could uh, get a nice facility and, and attract the right teams? And um, just slowly things progressed, and I said yes. And he, uh, his name is Dave King, and Triple Crown Sports does a tremendous job in our sport. And and uh, one thing led to another where we agreed to go the first year, and it was a trial year, and then the next year we we ended up playing the defending national champions Oklahoma and the runner-up Auburn here in the first two games, and it's just kind of progressed from there. It's it's just been a fantastic relationship, and um, it's worked out really well for us. Gordon Eakin with us on BYU Sports Nation, the head softball coach of BYU. The thing is, you go to beautiful part of Ayarta, but the level of competition is really, really strong. And that is the rhetoric basically for your entire non-conference slate. What's the method to the madness behind scheduling so many top 20 opponents? I believe you have 11 on the schedule according to the preseason rankings. Yeah, we just, you know, we just think we have to develop our kids against the best competition in the country. You know, if you're going to, play with them you got to play them so our philosophy has always been to schedule the toughest non-conference schedule we possibly can that we are in control of and um we've built some pretty good relationships around the country where we've been able to do that and we just want to make sure that we expose them to the competition level that they're going to have to beat if we ever want to uh proceed on and win a regional a super regional and attend the college world series and that's certainly the goal, and your team has had tremendous success. Ten straight conference titles, NCAA regionals in 14 straight years, just just insane stuff. Preseason pick to win the West Coast Conference, six players on the all-preseason team. Are the expectations uh, the same this season? Win the league and, and get to a regional and advance as far as you can? Uh, I would say they're the same, but, but a little bit loftier, and it's not um, – I mean, we have a very, very talented team, but our – our expectations are always to win the conference, um, but but I would add that to that, that our expectations are to win a regional, progress to a super regional, and give ourselves a chance to to get into that final eight or the women's college world series. And that's just an expectation that we built as a program, and we our players have that expectation expectation, and that's just what we strive for every year. Is the key to get to a super regional to host that regional? Is that kind of the main thing there? Yeah, that is huge. Um, into the Super Regional and the World Series is to host. Um, you're very rarely getting someone outside of the host schools that are breaking through into that final 16 and then that final eight. But in order to host, you have to have an RPI that's in the top 16. And two years ago, we fell 
we ended up the year after having a really good year, we ended up 22nd and didn't get the bid to host. But I, I definitely think that's what we're striving for. That's why we schedule the way we do. We want to finish the, the season with an RPI that's 16 or higher and give ourselves a chance to, to host and then progress. But we're, we're also committed to progress even if we don't host. You have nine upperclassmen returning to this year's roster, including Libby Sugg, who is one of the best softball players in the entire country. What role as a leader does Libby play for your squad this season? Well, Libby is kind of a silent leader. She's one of our team captains, but she's not extremely vocal. She just gets the job done and and works really hard. So she is a leader by example. And I think the other players um, – look to her in crunch time definitely but you know we have we have pretty good leadership on this team even outside of Libby and Allie in in the young kids that we have in the program our freshmen and sophomores are are um, driven leaders we try to recruit that way and so we're a player driven team and and we try to make sure that we just don't have leadership coming from one or two players Oftentimes in baseball and softball, a team is only as good as its pitching. Uh, how do you feel Carissa Viramontes and Autumn uh, Moffitt will perform again this season? Well, we've got um, both of those kids coming back, of course, Carissa being the player of the year last year and having a great year for us um, throughout the entire year with the loss of Arissa Paulson early last year. And Autumn now with the experience of a year under her belt being a sophomore now um, we expect them to progress and and continue to perform well but we also have Arissa Paulson back which is huge for us we we missed her last year um, when you play the kind of schedule we do and we play five games or four games on a weekend one ranked or tough opponent after another you really need more than two and this year we've got three and Arissa's pitching well so I think our pitching staff is it's positioned itself to, to have a good season. Coach, it's great to talk to you. We appreciate you joining us all the way from Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. First game on Thursday, 11 Eastern against South Carolina. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. And you distribute it how you feel appropriate south of the border. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, it's uh, great to have you with us again. Um, hopefully your DEFCON level has improved a little bit. Yeah, I feel much better with the karma and uh, just talking to you guys. makes me feel better. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Good luck to you. Thanks. Okay, thank you. Gordon Eakin on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. We've never explored whether the karma gets through customs. This will be our first, uh, I think, look at that. Coming up, Sione Takitaki and Corbin Kafusi are in a couple of mock drafts where they might go in April. Shannon Evans, heard of her? She's a really good gymnast. More of those details next in a loaded Cougar Whip Round. This is BYU Sports Nation. Eat your heart out, Princess. Shout out to today's guest, BYU basketball assistant head coach Tim Lacombe. Jeff Judkins vlogging in between the lines. <laughs> and BYU softball coach Gordon Eakin. Oh, if you man. missed any of today's show. Don't worry, we were going to bring that back. <laughs> Download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to watch full episode. Just, you need to watch today's episode if you haven't. We had, we had time oh. for Dennis yesterday, but today we do not, so let's whip it. What's up, Dennis? It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Dick Carmen reports from the Deseret News. BYU quarterback Zach Wilson not expected to throw the football during spring ball. Wilson had shoulder surgery to correct the condition he had back in high school. 
He played this season despite the limitations of said injury. Wilson is expected to participate on the field in spring ball, be in meetings and in the huddles, but will not throw. Cougars in the draft. In his Bleacher Report mock draft, Matt Miller, reputable guy, has Sione Takitaki going in the fourth round to the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego with pick 123. Bleacher Report. Bengals Wire, a news outlet for the Cincinnati Bengals, as Corbin Kafusi has a seventh-round pick in the latest mock draft they put in. Bleacher Report. Gymnastics. Shannon Evans named MRGC Gymnast of the Week after scoring a career best. 39.475 in the all-around in a tri-meet against Cal in Arizona State. She had a 9.925 on vault. She's the MRGC Specialist of the Week on vault. And she's had an honor every single week of competition this season. Volleyball. Men's volleyball drops to number seven after being swept twice against Santa Barbara. The Cougars play number five, Pepperdine, number four, UCLA on the road this week. Former BYU women's volleyball player Alohi Robbins-Hardy signs a pro deal with United Volleyball Club in the Philippines Superliga. Congratulations to Alohi. Today's rise and shout goes to Jeff Judkins for vlogging. <laughs> it's Juddy time. <laughs> it's Juddy time. I love it. He's so fun. It's Juddy time. Oh, my God. That's great. I, I smell a new drop. Oh, yeah. so good. Our question of the day. I don't even care about it now because I'm thinking about Jeff Judkins' laugh. Um, what's your level of concern about Zach Wilson's shoulder? <laughs> Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years. Tosh Lynn, 19 on Twitter. Not worried. He wasn't wearing the sling while signing autographs before the basketball game, so it must already be healing pretty well. And I'm encouraged by the fact that he threw a perfect game with a shoulder that needed surgery. Crazy. Just imagine what he can do with it fixed. Hashtag BYUSN. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer. <laughs> Shout out to Jeff Judkins. <laughs> Play it again. I love Play Jenny. it again. <laughs> it's Juddy time. <laughs> it's Juddy time. You can do it after this. 